We are live. <laughs> Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Clutter. This is the podcast that talks to real people struggling with real clutter and gives you real solutions about what to do. Uh, I am so excited to be here today with my client and friend, Patty Smith-Ortez. Patty, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, An honor. <laughs> really. Uh, do you want to share a little bit about your history with clutter and what led you to, you know, that internet search that ultimately resulted in us working together? Yeah, so um, back three years ago, uh, right as the pandemic was starting, I um, was out of a job and uh, had no direction, didn't know what to do, and kind of knew that for as long as this pandemic was going on, that it wasn't going to be a job. Um, so I was on Facebook, and um, I saw Jess's ad. Um, and the, the, the thing that attracted me most to your ad was that when I had a question, you responded like you responded you put yourself out there um it wasn't a robot responding um it was you know someone who who you could tell cared um what and uh, you remember what the question was yeah um i know that you're not charging a lot for this boot camp but i have no job I have no income, and uh, I think it's something that will benefit me. Is there something that we could work out? And you're like, yeah, don't worry about it. You're in. And, you know, like you just said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of you, you know, and and you did. And it, it was um, TJ and I, my then four-and-a-half-year-old nephew, we – we dove headfirst into um, into boot camp, and we had a blast. We every challenge that was put out there for the day. I think we did double, um, and we made it a game, and and just had fun, you know. Um, and and I remember him running into one of my best TJ stories is. There's a lot of them, but we were cleaning out um, the utensils drawer, and TJ was counting like all of these. I, I don't know. I think they were like spatula type things. He goes running into my mother, Mima. You have four. Do you really need four? <laughs> my mother was at a complete loss of words, and she's like, "Well, I guess not." Let me look at them and see what one I really want. And he came running back and says, okay, Mima wants this and we can get rid of these. Um, and, you know, he made it easy for me to, easier for me to breach the generation gap that existed in my house. Um, so a little bit about that. 
Will you share what your living circumstances were when we started working together? Yeah. So I, I mean, I, um, I own my family home, the home that my parents bought back in 1969, uh, raised me. There's five, five of us. Um, and then, um, raised my sister's three kids, not to mention multiple of my brother's friends that would come in and out. Like we had a revolving door and, uh, then at that point in time, um, it, you know, my parents were elderly, so we had my dad in a hospital bed. Um, we had a mom, my mom, who was on a cane. Um, my sister's three oldest kids, who were in their late 20s. My sister, who's older than me, and then her four-and-a-half-year-old son, TJ. So multiple generations living in the house um and uh yeah so it was it was it was a challenge it was a challenge to get through different people it's a challenge to try and, and talk to those and and uh, a hard lesson to learn that you can't declutter other people they have to want to do it themselves um so i, I remember i was at a a frustrating point and you said to me gee patty why don't you just spend 10 minutes a day doing your own room and i looked at you like oh jess you're crazy and you're like no seriously 10 minutes a day just doing your own room and i'm like oh i don't know yeah just try it okay so here's what you're gonna do patty 10 minutes a day you're gonna work on your own room <laughs> Because uh, there really wasn't really saying no to you. You kind of had this way of persuading. Um, and I started. And I started um, I'm digging myself out of the clutter that was built up around me. And I started learning about me. Um, and learning that uh, the clutter wasn't the problem. That I had. Um, I had a lot that I needed to deal with about me to make me better. I needed to declutter my mind and my my soul, my being, um, in order to declutter what was around me. Um, you know, when we hear the phrase, it's all clutter, truly is. I mean, it's there's so much that's going on in our lives. It's all clutter, uh, the noise around us, the people around us, the emotions and life experiences that we're going through. Um, so I, I spent a lot of time and in, in my little section that was designated for my room in my house that was down in my basement, in my house that has six bedrooms, I was living down in the basement um, I got to a place where um, I could where the floor had space, where I had workspace on my desk, um, you know, where I had had clothes that I wanted and bins of clothes that I needed to go through. Um, and then life threw another curveball at me, and I had to have surgery, and I. I was in a car accident and had to have surgery, so I had to move into a bedroom that wasn't mine. 
and I begrudgingly did it. And I slowly started building up all the clutter around me in that room too, because I was using the clutter as my wall of protection. Um, and I mean, just to, um, at one point, uh, so this is, this, this is the room I'm sitting in right now. And at one point, the clutter was on every wall. I mean, I had the desk, the, the dressers, the couch, this a very small workspace. You couldn't get to the closet. And I mean, I, I don't know if there's a reverse on this. So I'm just gonna kind of swing it a little and um, let you see that this is my room now. Um, I've got a closet with beautiful curtains. I've got a shelf that has things that are important to me. Very few things that just um, speak out to me about um, the cancer I went through, the surgeries I went through, um, and um, the, the words of encouragement from, from a lot of my friends and family. Um, the walls in this room were uh, horrible blue, like deep electric blue. Um, and it was just loud and there was no peace. And now I've gotten uh, a room that is, is peaceful and uh, almost zen-like. And it's not 100% done. There's still things that I have to do, but little by little, I'm getting there. The bulk of it is done. Um, I took everything out of the room and uh, my husband and I are only allowing back in what should be in a bedroom and what is important to us. So. Patty, there's so much in this whole story. I'm going to back up to a couple of like really key points here. So you were living in a multi-generational home. And I remember one of the first things that you said to me was, how do you like, how do I deal with this? Like, this is my living situation. Wait, do you wait there's a truck passing. Wait, <laughs> say that question again. <laughs> so I think one of the first things that you asked me during boot camp was, this is my living situation. Like, what's your oh, advice? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, uh, that's really a difficult one. <laughs> I'm like, how many adults do you have living in that house? Um, that's, I, I think when we have multiple adults or just a lot of people in our homes, it really adds to the complication of dealing with the clutter because you don't have executive control over most of the spaces. A lot of the stuff is not just yours. I remember uh, over the years, you talking about cleaning out the refrigerator and having so many adults there bringing in their own food, bringing in takeout, all of that. I mean, it was just a constant, constant struggle. Sometimes yeah. like your living environment is truly, truly difficult and tackling clutter has to start, you know, in kind of a different way. Um, and in, in all cases, we say start with your own stuff, but I think in a, a situation like where you were, how you, how many people you had living in that house, it really was critical to start with your own stuff. But the suggestion to start with your own stuff was met with a lot of resistance. I mean, ultimately you did it and it's what I think was like the first big domino, right? Um, but you, yeah, huge, 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 huge. Um, you used the line, uh, what did you say? Walls of clutter, walls of protection, the clutter yeah. 
walls of protection. Can you talk about that a little bit and what that means for you? Yeah, so I, and I did it again when I moved into this room, but um, I get, when I feel vulnerable, when I feel insecure, um, it's the, 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 the stuff around me um, builds this wall and it not only keeps me in, but it keeps other people away because people don't want to be in a space that's cluttered, you know, um, naturally, naturally we don't want to be in a space that's cluttered because it clutters our mind. Um, but for me, it, I was in a fight or flight risk mode. So, um, it was my walls of protection. Um, and again, in this room, you know, uh, out of work, having a car accident, having back surgery, um, the, the, the pain, not knowing what was ahead of me, frustrated that I finally started getting on a path where I could declutter and it was ripped away from me. Um, and I kind of went backwards and like, even from the hospital bed, I went backwards with the second time. I mean, how many orange boxes I had coming into my house was insane. Um, but, uh, I, I would just literally in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep, it, it was an you know, as essential as essential to most people drinking water um, was for me to pick up the phone and and um, an online shop just to have boxes come in to protect me because it it gave me that wall of protection. But so now you said that you were it protected you by keeping you in and keeping others out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't want, I mean, in, in that condition, I didn't want to be around other people. I saw me as just, there was just so, so much negative around me. There was just all this horrible things. Like, it was a total, total huge, what was me, pity party. Um, um, but that was my, my life that I was living. I mean, it was the life, it was the life I was living. Um, why would anyone want to be around me? Look at me, I'm a miserable wreck. So let's put up a wall so that no one comes near me. Because who's going to want to come near all this clutter? Um, but, you know, my CBA family hung in there with me and didn't let me go. You know, you guys kept pulling me back in and saying, come on, let's do this. Come on, you can do this. Um, and, and I did. And uh, um, I took it back. I took, and, and circumstances, circumstances change, life changes. Um, and sometimes you get what you want, but not necessarily in the way that you want it. Um, so my dad was put into uh, a nursing home in the middle of pandemic because he broke both of his legs, a, fra 
fractured the femurs in both of his legs. Um, and we realized he wasn't going to be able to come home ever again. Um, and so my brothers moved him down to Florida because that's where he always wanted to be. So my dad was taken away. Uh, and then last October, out of nowhere, my mother went in the hospital for a simple procedure and never came home. So she was gone. And then from the stress upon the rest of us living here, um, you know, just fights broke out and my sister and her kids moved out. Um, and so here I was standing in my house um, with my then boyfriend and it was all mine to do whatever I wanted to do with. Um, and Jose and I decided that we wanted to get married. And so we didn't have much money. And we had a church family. And I said, okay, let's have the reception in my house. And let's let's do this. Can, can I interrupt you for a second? Can we back up to this moment where you're standing in your house yeah. that had previously been occupied by six other people and had been a major source of frustration and all of these things happened and here you find yourself completely alone in the house. So what is that moment like? It's scary. It's, you know, like it, it, a lot of emotions. I mean, I felt, you know, felt guilty. Um, oh, I wished for this, but I, I, I didn't want it to happen the way that it did. Um, uh, I felt vulnerable. Um, uh, uncertain. Um, you know, I, I felt like I was standing on shaky ground. There was nothing, I didn't feel like there was anything solid around me. Um, but there was one thing that I did really different this time. Instead of building up the clutter around me, I cleaned out as many things as I could that weren't too emotional. So if there was something of my mom's that was super emotional, it stayed, it stayed maybe where it was, it stayed in her bedroom, it stayed because I know I'm not ready to deal with that. And that's okay. Um, but there were a lot of things that could go and a lot of things that could get cleaned out. And um, I used my decluttering skills to give me the strength to stand up and be proud of my house. And in two and a half weeks time, I had my wedding reception with about 50 people in my house. It's actually incredible. Yeah. 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 So now I'm, I'm really proud of it. I yell at Jose almost every morning because he's the last to come to bed. And as you walk down the stairs, I can 
see the family room and I'm like, Jose, where did you leave? It, it just bugs me now. I mean, a family room that was just, you know, like you couldn't get in to it all. Now, like if he leaves a bottle, you know, of soda sitting on the ottoman, I'm like, what are you doing? You're messing up my room. Um, yeah, so, so it's, I it's I'm, I, okay, so sorry to interrupt you again. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, so if you're watching and you have questions for Patty, please pop them into the comments. I feel like one of the questions that I have for you is how does one go from overwhelmed and drowning in stuff and make that change and decide instead of buying more and bringing in more and building up those walls, I'm going to start cleaning out and finding a sense of pride in my home. What, it, how does one person do that? Yeah, oh, third time's a charm. Uh, <laughs> third uh, yeah. time's a charm. <laughs> um, I, I didn't want it again. I, 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 my mind, in all honesty, my mind could not handle any more clutter. Um, it was, it, it was too much. It was uh, giving me anxiety that was uncontrollable, and I, I couldn't let it. I couldn't let that happen. And um, you know, for three year, for three years, um, I, I sat back a, a lot and listened. I, I stayed on. The the I stayed in the group. I. I believed in the group. I believed in, you know, um, what the, the fundamentals of what you learn in, in um, boot camp and through prioritize sanity, your sanity and Clutterbus Academy and these, these things that you learn that help to give you clear space and therefore give you a clear mind. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's nice to be able to walk from one room to the other and have clear floor space, you know, like it just, I, I knew I needed to be able to take control of something and that's what I could take control of because of everything that I have learned. I didn't want to bury myself again. I wanted to be clear for anybody who's listening and doesn't know the programs that Patty's referring to. So it starts with clutter bootcamp, which we actually have one next week. Um, and then Patty stuck around. She's been in our prioritize your sanity group and in clutter boss Academy for three years now. So those are the, the programs where we really teach the foundations and the, the skills of how to do this. It's, it, it goes so much deeper than the skills. <laughs> it is the community. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. And I said this to Jess last week. Um, one of the first things that, that Jess like beat into us was that this was a judgment-free zone. 
we all have our issues. We all have something that we're struggling with. And we're all here to support and encourage. And we're all at different levels. And no one really knows the true journey that any one of us has taken to get to where we are. Um, and so it's hard sometimes to look at someone and say, oh, look how far they are. But you don't know how many years they just sat, sat there like me, just sat there just listening and, and learning and starting to apply it internally. Um, yes, and, you can't see internal application. That is so true. You cannot yeah. see, it's not visible, the changes that are happening inside of you. So if you feel like you are behind, behind, it's not even a thing, but if that's like, if you look at somebody else and say, wow, they've gone, gotten so far with this, how come I can't do that? Nobody can see the changes that are taking place in your mind, in your soul. Nobody can see those changes. And so often those changes have to happen first. They have to, because if you don't believe yeah. that you deserve a home that you love, it'll be very yeah, difficult I to mean, make sense. Yeah, uh, so uh, along with these other programs that Jess has, we you get a lot of she has a lot of coaches that help support, and they have their own little specialties. Um, and there's even a psychotherapist. Um, and both Jess and the psychotherapist, you know, they both look. They both told me that, you know, the issue that I'm facing is not clutter the issue that I was facing was what was inside me was was learning how to stand up for me learning how to embrace me learning how to accept me um and once I could do that then I I could deal with the outward clutter and the outward clutter would would be so easy and the outward clutter was it was so so easy. I mean, my first floor, we has the, the living room, the kitchen, the family room, the dining room. And, you know, we decluttered it, fixed a lot of things, painted some things. We even decluttered uh, a bedroom, um, like pulled old furniture out. And I stood in the window at night watching the furniture go into the dump truck and like getting excited over the crunching noises of it going away. Um, and uh, we fixed things up and, and painted the walls and brought in my, in the midst of this, my brother had passed away too. So I had his bedroom set and I was like, let me just put his bedroom set in there. And, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it's allowed me to also pay tribute to, to learn how to pay tribute to um, those people who are important to my life. Like I don't need all of the boxes that were in my brother's apartment, but having his bedroom set, um, which was a very, it's a very simple bedroom set. It's a bed, it's a nightstand and it's a dresser with a mirror, simple. Um, and to me, I walk in that room and I've, giving my brother's sense of respect and tribute. So, and it's in a clean and organized way. Um, so, uh, yeah. 
Oh, it's, Patty, your journey has been, it's just been full of so many ups and so many downs. And I think this is what a lot of journeys look like and what nobody talks about. Like there's so much more to clutter than the thing on the surface. There's so much more to it. Yeah. And you have stuck by this process, like through and through, you have just stayed connected to our community, even when you felt like you were making no progress or making backwards project progress. And that's, in my mind, that's the key is to just stick with the community because one day it's all going to come together just like it has for you. I knew this would happen one day. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, um, I always wind up saying that you're right, Jazz. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying really hard to to um, grasp the don't fight with Jess, just give right in because, <laughs> you know, um, she's got a keen eye for being able to see some of those things that are going on around you that you can't see in yourself. Um, don't fight with me, fight for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's funny because just as you, you know, we can give you like the dimensions of a room and say, okay, this is what we have, you know, what do you think we should, you can, you know, you, you see so much more than just four walls. Um, and you see in each and one of your, your clients more than just mm -hmm. a body, you know, you, you see all of the potential and that's what makes what you do so much different. You, you, you and your coaches look to make the community better. We're making our world better one small community at a time. That's really how I see it. Like yeah. you are an active member in your church community at home. You have a giant heart. And by decluttering your space and working through the internal clutter, you're able to share that with more people. And that's how we make, in my mind, that's how we make change in this world. One person at a time can have such a ripple effect on, on the bigger picture. Yeah. Patty, you have advice for somebody who is stuck right now? Do you have advice for somebody who is feeling like it's never going to happen? <laughs> um, just hang in there. No, you're not alone. Um, even if it's just one person um that you open up to do it um and don't be afraid i'm gonna i'm gonna call someone out and she probably get mad at me but when i was going through breast cancer lisa scott um was there and she she would send me little notes and she sent me a uh, lotion to help with the radiation and just nothing big just small little um we care and if you stick with it if 
if you stick with the community, the community is going to support you and help you help you through it. I feel like the best way to explain the CBA, the whole CBA, the whole from boot camp all the way on up, this whole community kind of reminds me of the old-fashioned Amish community. If one person's house burns down to the ground, everyone stops to help rebuild that house. And they don't do it begrudgingly. They do it lovingly so that they can give the home back to that person. And that's how CBA is. If you're stuck, if you're in a hard spot, if you're even moving backwards, um, don't stop. I mean, let let one person know and the community is going to stand up for you and and get your back and help you through. You have to let one person know. This is the key. We are yeah. here for you, but it really helps if we know what's going on. Doesn't have to. It doesn't even have to be all the details. It just right. can just be one little, like two words. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, there's there's not one person in the community who's not going to, and you know if if they're not the person that can help you, they're going to connect you with the person who who can. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Patty, we're at the end of our half an hour. Um, I've so very much enjoyed our conversation. I have Me too. enjoyed working with you. And I mean, I know that we'll be always connected. <laughs> um, I really want to thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing your story. There is a comment in here. I don't think you can see the comments, but there is a comment here that says, thank you. I really needed this today. You have given me the gift of hope. And Patty, I am sure as this interview lives on in the internet's stratosphere, you are giving people the gift of hope with your story. And I am so deeply appreciative that you shared it with us today. Thank you. Thank you for, for giving me the platform, for giving me the past three years of support and love. My absolute pleasure. And thank you for the many notes that you have sent to me over the years. <laughs> and just a friendly reminder, we have Clutter Boot Camp. It starts on Monday, on Monday. Do it. That me. Do it, just do it. It's $10. Do it. Just do it. Do it. Because do it. we'll give you the foundation that you need and I will be just completely honest, your life might not, your house might not shift in a week. In fact, it's probably not going to. But what you learn during boot camp is going to be what you need for that change. Yeah. And, you know, it's not television. It doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen. And we teach you how to do that. So with an incredible community, and I know Patty will be there cheering you on. And we all will. So please join us in boot camp next week. Patty, thank you so, so, so much. I hope everyone has a very beautiful weekend. Thank you. Love you. Love you.